What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys Podcast, episode 20. I know it's been a while since we've seen y'all, but, you know, things happen. But the day is finally here. We gonna get into Dallas and Philadelphia Sunday Night Football here in a little bit. And I tell y'all, y'all are not ready for what's about to come through y'all's ears. Carl's missing it, man. He's missing it. It's gonna be the toilet bowl for the NFC lease, and I can't wait for it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go over a few games before we get to that. And we're going to start off with probably the most embarrassing loss of the year when the Cowboys Dude, got their butts destroyed by the Washington football come team 25-3. to Buddha, your thoughts, please? Okay, here's the thing. Everybody's acting like this is some like awful thing for Dallas. And everyone's like, oh, Dallas didn't hit on all cylinders. You're right, we sucked in all cylinders. you got to think when it comes to fundamental-wise – or, like, scheme-wise, the Redskins had just about every single defensive line position filled with a first-round draft pick. True. So, true, true. I mean, we had we had a literally lackluster fourth-string practice squad offensive line throughout the whole game. What do you expect is going to happen? Everyone's acting like this is a shocker that beat the brakes off of us. We can't run the ball with the only player that we have left that actually somewhat, you know, gets the job done with a shitty or crappy offensive line. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm done with that game. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I can give the analytics for it and whatnot. I'm done with it. Go ahead. That's fair. I, I really can't say anything on the game because my Eagles suffered the same L to them in the first game of the season, and we were up 17 now, and we still lost. But, I don't know, dude. Just, I think, I think y'all losing Dak has hurt y'all a lot. I really do, on top of all the other injuries you had. So, if your offense isn't clicking... And your defense is pretty bad. I mean, there's nothing you can like do to fix it. I don't know. But. All right, I'll go over stats real quick, and then we'll move on to Philly, New York. As far as the Cowboys, before Andy Dalton went out, nine to nineteen, seventy-five yards, one interception, was sacked three times. Um, also, on another note, the fact that that guy was not suspended for this hit is bullshit. Yeah, okay, yeah, so I wasn't even going to go into detail about that. That dude should not even deserve a spot. He shouldn't have a spot in the league anymore. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Continue. Ben DiNucci came in in relief, 2 of 3, 39 yards. Uh, he also had one carry for no yards. Ben DiNucci. He was sacked three times as well. Um, you're going to get sacked when you play the Washington football team. I mean, their defensive line is ridiculous. Uh, far as running back, Zeke led the way, 12 carries, 45 yards. Not really much else to be found. It's also going to be hard to run the ball on Washington because their, de- their defensive line is so good. Receivers, uh, it was led by Amari Cooper, seven catches for 80 yards. Nobody else really had more than 20, which is easy to... CD and Gallup had zero, yep. zero receptions. You ain't going to do much when those two. Uh, fumbles, fumbles, y'all did... Fumbled the ball three times, but you didn't lose any of them. Two by Danucci, one by Eddie Dalton. And led on defense by Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch with 12 tackles apiece. Uh, props to Marcus Lawrence. Actually showed up for once. Seven tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. Um, as far as on Washington's side, Kyle Allen, 15-25, 194, two scores. Uh, Antonio Gibson had a field day on this Dallas run defense. 20 carries, 128 on the ground, one score. Led by Terry McLaurin, seven catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. And Logan Thomas, four catches, 60 yards, and a TD. Uh, They were led on defense by Chase Young and Cole Holcomb, who ran over Zeke in the backfield. 
And that's it for the Washington-Dallas game. And now we're going to move on to Philadelphia's 22-21 victory over the New York Giants last Thursday night. Wasn't pretty. Uh, this game's going to be remembered for the fact that Daniel Jones had the biggest face plant that I've ever seen in my natural life. Uh, I'll let Dobie go into his thoughts, and then uh, we'll go into stats, and Buddha can give his thoughts if he's got any. I think they started the game well. Um, but after that, it was just what I've seen all year, inconsistency from Wentz in the whole offense. The defense kept us in the game like they had the whole year. Um, and then the fourth quarter came, and we're down. Um, and we come back and win. I don't. We did that. We almost did the same thing against the Ravens. I don't know. I don't like that. But I don't think Wentz played an amazing game, but he was clutch in the fourth quarter when we needed him, which I like to see. But yeah. I, I mean, nothing's really has changed my mind since seeing the game, so. Booty, you got any thoughts? Uh, so here's my thing. Um, you know, people, specifically, most famously, Shannon Sharp, he uh, talks about how much praise he gives for the Eagles' defensive line and how they're just a bunch of animals. Everyone likes to talk about how awful Dallas' defense is, but at least Dallas didn't make Daniel Jones look like Michael Vick or Mark Jackson. So even though he face-planted, doesn't matter. He still torched your defense. And I don't really care. That's all I have to say. I'm just excited for next week's or this matchup against the, the, the Wiggles or the Eagles, as y'all may know them as. All right, Daniel Jones, 20-30, two scores, one interception, sack three times. He also had four carries for 92 yards, even though most of that was on that one play. Uh, they didn't really have any other rushing game. Wayne Gallman added a rushing touchdown. Sterling Shepard, 59 yards on six catches and a score. Golden Tate also added a touchdown. For the Eagles, Carson Wentz, 25 of 43, 359 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Sacked three times. Uh, not really a running game to be found. Carson Wentz did add a rushing touchdown. Uh, led by Richard Rodgers and Travis Fulgham, because who knows who the Eagles are throwing out there at receiver nowadays. Uh, That's right. Uh, beautiful throw by Carson Wentz to Boston Scott to win the game late in the fourth quarter. Uh, as Delby said, the Eagles' defense is the reason they won this football game. Uh, they had a lot of turnovers on defense. Uh, they had a lot of tackles for loss. Uh, they were led in eight tackles by Nathan Gary, who had a second tackle for loss. Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox were everywhere. Two tackles, a loss apiece. They had seven and a half tackles for loss. Uh, eight quarterback hits, three pass deflections. Uh, they also had an interception off of Jalen Mills. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Philly and New York. The Giants are just not a good football team, and the Eagles really aren't either, and nobody in the NFC East is. But you got the Eagles are sitting 2-4-1 and one in the first place in the NFC East, so that's really all that matters, I guess. Okay. Let me put this down. New Orleans and Carolina. We're going to sit back and listen. 27-24 Saints win down in the Dome. And I would literally like for anyone that watches the game of football to look at that Drew Brees touchdown and tell me how in the world is that a touchdown. The ball does not cross the plane. He then fumbles it. We're taking it back in the other direction, but they blow the whistle dead. Oh, and the fact that you're not going to get any penalty calls down in this place, which that doesn't bother me. I'm used to it. If you play down in the Dome, you're not going to get penalty calls, no matter who the Saints are playing. Well, I don't understand. 
is how this Panthers defense lets the New Orleans Saints just have their way on third down. They were 12 of 14 on third down. They couldn't get off the field. Carolina was 6 of 9, but the Saints were 12 of 14 on third down. You're not going to win football games when you allow a team to go over 90% of their third downs. Also, game of inches because of how close Joey Sly came to hitting the longest field goal in league history. I mean, that would have been good from 64 and 9 tenths. It was ridiculously close. Anybody that listens to this podcast or knows me knows that I have a massive disdain for the entire Saints organization from top to bottom. That being said, they did play well without Michael Thomas, and they did play well without Emmanuel Sanders. However, as the Saints sit at 4-2, they are not better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to go through stats, and then I want to hear y'all's thoughts. I'll go through Carolina's first. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, pretty damn good. 23-28, 254 yards, two scores, only sacked once, a 128 quarterback rating. Um, No rushing game to be found. I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, Curtis Salmon had the lone rushing touchdown. Uh, DJ Moore, four catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns. Robbie Anderson added 74 yards on six catches. Literally, Shaq Thompson had 13 tackles on defense. Jeremy Chen had eight. There was no defense to be found in our game, at least on our side. Drew Brees on the New Orleans side, 29 to 36, 287 yards and two scores. Taysom Hill threw a pass for zero yards because that's Taysom Hill. He's an absolute bum. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 14 catches for 83 yards. Sorry, carries. 14 carries for 83 yards, 8 catches for 65 yards. Marquez Calloway led the way with them with 8 catches for 75 yards. He did get hurt at the end of the game. The Saints are really hurting at the receiver position. Uh, Their defense didn't really do much either. Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams led with 6 tackles apiece. Uh, Cameron Jordan didn't do anything in this game. Pay Taylor Moten, please. Uh, Carolina drops to 3-4. and They do play tonight against the Atlanta Falcons. It should be a winnable game. It should be because the Falcons are awful. Yeah, that's my two thoughts. Uh, The Saints can still go fall off a cliff, but uh, I want to hear y'all's thoughts. Yeah, I just think that, like you said, it's a game of inches, but the Saints are beatable. And I think the Panthers have overachieved on their expectations tremendously. So you can be proud of that. But, yeah, I mean, you are fine. You got the Falcons. And, I mean, you could, if you beat the Saints and the Saints somehow has it, I mean, you could maybe be a wild card behind the box. Maybe. Just depending on your record. So, I mean, yeah, you're better, your team's better than both of ours. So, I think, I think you're good. But, I mean, the defense has to do better, of course. Oh, you can't 12, let 14, somebody go 12 but... 14 on third down. Buddha, you got to talk? That's what that's I was going to say, dude. I mean, like, y'all definitely, like, played a lot higher level football than what I was expecting. And I kind of told you that could have happened at the beginning of the year. I, I, I saw every, I mean, every single thing you kind of need in, like, every department, y'all kind of have somewhat, uh, like, as. Like, I mean, you got DJ Moore, Miley Star. Y'all's defense seems to be playing lights out football, like, when y'all want to, it seems like. 
you can compete with the best when you play against the best, but sometimes y'all play down to the competition. But I mean, it's just oh, no, any team does that. I'm not. That's, that's not talking anything. I mean, that's a Carolina. I mean, that whole playing down to the competition is quite literally a Carolina Panthers and Virginia Tech Hokies statement. Ain't it, dude? But um, like I said, I can't really say anything because you, you, your team's playing hands down better than what both of the NW's teams are. So I think y'all have a chance to, you know. I think you compete in the division. Just I, I mean, I, the Buccaneers. Tom Brady hasn't quite shown me yet this year. Everyone's really putting him back on the MVP talk. He hasn't quite. I shown ain't putting him there, but I mean, he played. That, he played his ass off last week, so. I still don't think he's quite that MVP caliber player yet. That like he was, so, but I think you'll okay. have a chance. To upset. Okay, let's just squash this now. Unless your name is Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, maybe Kyler Murray if he has a few more games. Yes, well, maybe, maybe a Dak Prescott if he didn't get hurt. But, well, I'm, sorry. I'm not uh, gonna. I'm, I, hey, I hey, 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 hey! With of course the way he was playing, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Um, but yeah, as of right now, Russell Wilson throwing three interceptions against Arizona did hurt his case. So Rodgers might have gotten closer. But if it ended right now, I would still pick Russell Wilson. But Aaron Rodgers has been balling. And now he's facing a Minnesota secondary this week that has, like, four corners out. I mean, they're going to have field yeah. days. Um, T. let's just all agree on the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to put up 60 points on the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. They're going to kick them. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. The Jets are going to upset them, dude. They're going to um, get upset. It's going to happen. Here's what I want to know, though, before we get into Philly and Dallas. Who do y'all have between Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the game of the week? Pittsburgh. Until Pittsburgh proves me otherwise and no one can stop them, Pittsburgh Steelers. Hammer that down, baby. I'm with Buddha 100%. Dude. I'm they're, a they're nasty. Hammer down. Hammer they're down. somehow 6-0. I don't get it. All right. I've got and, and, and that's a rivalry game, too, man. You so you know they're just going to play extra. Like It's just going to be an extra type of feeling out there. Yep. I've got. It'll yep, be a good game. Yep. I've also got Pittsburgh winning 25 to 20. All righty. Well, it is that time that we have been waiting for for three months since we started this podcast. The Dallas Cowboys travel to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football, which, thank God they scheduled this before the year because y'all don't deserve to be on Sunday Night Football with the way y'all's teams are playing. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go through what I think, and then I'm going to let y'all have the floor. Just so y'all know... Just so y'all know, listening, just there's a viewer discretion is advised for language because it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, um, depends what Dallas does at quarterback. If they bring it, if Ben DiNucci is starting this game with the way the Eagles defense played last week, it's gonna take a miracle, in my opinion, for Dallas to win this football game. I just don't see it. If the game was in Dallas, maybe. But considering the game is in Philadelphia and with the issues at the quarterback position and the defense is hot garbage, I've got Philadelphia 30-13. to 13. I don't think the game's close. 
Anyway, all right, you guys have fun. Hey, buddy, you start us out. Okay, before we start, you know, just coming at each other too much, because I know it's going to happen. I want to say this to all these people who are acting like this game is just going to be a crap show and it's not going to be fun to watch. You mentioned the comment that it shouldn't be a Sunday night football game. At the end of the day, this is – people were talking about, like, when the Cowboys played the Redskins this year, that, like, the Cowboys-Redskins rivalry is still, like, one of the highest ones. I still, as a Cowboys fan, in my opinion, for all the years I've watched games, I think at this point within both those teams and, like, the games we played against each other and the games we played with other teams in the NFC East, that's the biggest rival in the NFC East right now. Whenever we play each other, like, it, it, it's always different. Like, it's always much chirpier. Like, you don't really see players that necessarily get under, like, their skin. Yeah, yeah I mean, Dallas, I mean, everyone talks about it. So I, I don't think we need to be acting like this isn't going to be a big game. Um, now, hold on a second. While I, I, when, I, when I mean it, that it probably shouldn't be, I mean just because of record-wise. This is a rivalry game. Oh, Y'all yeah, hate yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Dallas hates Philly. Philly hates Dallas. So the rivalry aspect I understand, but off of record. Also, to make a little note, if Dallas is going to win this football game, their defense, more importantly, defensive line, is going to have to get in Carson Wentz's face and force him to throw pit interceptions and fumbles. That's the only way Dallas is going to win this football game is if they can force turnovers. If if they let Carson Wentz sit back there, he will pick that secondary apart. So for See, Dallas, my... for Dallas to win this football game, Zeke has got to play like Zeke. Zeke cannot be fumbling the ball. Zeke has got to get, he's got to bring back his 2016-2018 self and prove to why he's one of the highest paid running backs in football. He's got to be great to take the pressure off of Ben DiNucci because you know the Eagles are going to send pressure and pressure and pressure after him because this is going to be his first start. C.D. Lamb, Lamb and Michael Gallup got to help Amari Cooper out. You can't go two weeks in a row without a catch. That's inexcusable. You know you're going to get picked apart in the back end because of y'all secondary. You know that. So you're going to have to get a pass rush, and Leighton Van Der and Jalen Smith are going to have to come to play, which is no doubt because they've been doing that for most of the years. Can, can I say what I think the biggest part to Dallas' to Dallas's success in this game is? There are yep. two things. One, it's if they can respond to mistakes like there's like Danucci's going to pick and if, whether the defense can come out and respond to those mistakes and if they do, don't do that like they've shown they have it they're going to lose second is Carson Wentz I believe Carson if, like if there was ever a game for Carson Wentz to win it would be this one like I think it's and so I think this is a for Wentz in general but if he loses I mean good God don't even get me started on that but that's what I think. Here's my hope. Here's my hope. My hope is that I already told told y'all about this. When Dak got hurt, I thought that if this team was as close knit as what they always used to claim to be and all that stuff, I I thought that things really would have started to come together when Dak got hurt. I really thought, I mean, like Zeke claimed that, you know, he's starting to embrace this leadership role. I don't want him to see. I don't want him to talk in press conferences and say he embraces the leadership role. I just want him to keep his head down and run the freaking rock like he's always been good at. I want him to do it well. Now, y'all already talked about some of the key things for us winning. 
one, dudes just need to start buying into the schemes. I think at this point, I've already heard about this already. Worley got cut. Don Terry Poe got cut. Everson Griffin got traded. Now, I can get all the criticism from any of y'all. You can't watch film and tell me that none of those players didn't deserve to be cut. They all were not playing to the hype. Specifically, Poe and Everson Griffin. They just weren't playing up to the hype. Now, with that being said, everyone's still like claiming our defense is hot garbage. I mean, you mentioned that earlier. Uh, my thing with that is, you're right, we're still giving up a ton of points. But I think the defense is slowly starting to wake up. They've slowly like, started to regress. I know we haven't we still given up a decent amount of points, but if you notice, the points are starting to get lower. Uh, our, our defensive guys that are paid to make plays are starting to make plays. Lawrence is starting to look like the normal DeMarcus Lawrence. I'll go into him some more later. This week, this is this is the the, the defense has to show up for Dallas. And here's my thing: I think they I have said, yep. all the capability. I have all the capabilities for them to do it. For one, Chia Bayouzie, which he's a big part of that Dallas secondary. He is slated to be like 95 to 99 percent sure coming back for that game. Sean Lee. Also, one one of the biggest field generals, even when he's hurt or not hurt, he's one of the most like brightest linebacker minds in the league. Whenever he's in, he's gonna make that defense better. Whenever he gets reps, he knows coverages. He can, you know, no, 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 no. Let me finish. I have a question. I just have a question. I don't know. Okay. When did these players get hurt? Uh, so Have they played the season. Uh, so Shibata Wuzier, he actually got a pick in the first game against the Rams. He got hurt, I think, the, either that game at the later half of that game or the second game. I can't quite remember. Lee was hurt all throughout the beginning of the season. He was supposed to come back like like three or four, three or four or something like that. But his like uh, progression since he's an older player, like his like progression, so he hasn't like, played. Okay. So he hasn't played yet. But he's but for the most part of the season, he's been practicing. Okay. But like he he was on a short term IR for a little bit, but. So, with all those guys put in, and here's my thing with the defensive line: we might we like we may not have these like once time Pro Bowlers that are on our roster, defensive line roster anymore. But our defensive line just needs to figure out, including our ends like Lawrence and Gregory. I'm excited because Randy Gregory, you're going to see a ton of more snaps with him this week. You didn't really see a lot with him this past week because they're kind of bringing him back slowly into the defense because he's off his suspension, which was ridiculous to begin with. Uh, we have we have we've had this beginning of the season. We had the like pieces of the puzzle to make this team like great, but guys haven't bought in. That's been how all these players taking the soft route, doing these anonymous comments, saying the coaches aren't doing okay. well. I, I told y'all about this. I, I have a question for you. Yeah, because I've heard about this. Do you think if y'all continue to struggle at the end of the year, you guys fire no, Mike McCarthy? We fired McCarthy, one and done. People were bringing up the one and done comment. Here, and this was literally what I was just about to get into before you asked that. So, this is a new scheme, new system that's being put in all throughout the board. That comes in special teams, yeah. that comes in offense, that comes in defense. These players obviously aren't buying into the system. If people were thinking that it's the coaching and really believing these anonymous players' comments, you obviously don't understand the game of football. There's no, and people were saying this is no excuse, but there's no OTAs, there's no offseason, stuff like that. There's only a couple teams in the league right now that are doing well with new coaching staffs. Biggie, you know all about that. 
You know all about that. And see, but, and see here's that, the that's, thing. that's difficult. That's difficult for any team. The Panthers just so happen to be ahead of the be ahead of schedule and start playing up to the scheme. See, here's the thing. I told you. I I told you about a week ago. People can say what they want about the coaching, and I've said plenty about Dallas's defensive coordinator Mike Nolan, whose schemes are not good, but players aren't buying in. Our players have bought into Matt Rule's system and scheme. Y'all's players have not bought in. This is a players' issue. Yes. And I think I think this is it's going to be partly resolved, and you're going to see a little bit of that this week because we cut those particular players and trade off those particular players. But Buddha, what's why is, what's the reason behind them not behind the system? Going to be that Jason Garrett was softer on them, and now it's a little more stricter, and they just don't like McCarthy or something like that. No, so I mean everybody knows that's Cal- Dallas Cowboys fan knows that Jerry Jones has his you know hands uh, like. He's literally puppeteering everybody. I mean, he's basically the he's the owner, the general manager. You know, if he's not one of those higher up positions, then his son's one of those higher up positions. Um, but um, so, but yeah, I it's gonna take definitely gonna take a either this game or like maybe the next game for you really see that these players are gonna start to buy in. I think that you know they're pissed off what everybody's saying. He has that Martin back with the offensive line. So even with Danucci, if he happens to play, obviously the Eagles are going to send a lot more heat because they know that he's a younger quarterback and going to make him make fast. Um, I think it's going to help having Zach Martin in. He's definitely play a big role. I mean, I don't think he can carry a whole offensive line by any means, but he, he'll definitely give Danucci a little bit more time. So, But, two, we have some of the best receivers in the game that are really good at short routes and catching and running after the catch. And you got Amari Cooper. He's probably one of the best route runners in the league, I think. And you saw that play calling. You saw that play calling in that past game with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is by, was by no means as elusive as a player as Dak Prescott. And no, so that's why you saw a lot more. And you saw you saw a team doesn't blitz a lot start going crazy and blitz on Andy Dalton. And sure enough, you know, no, he's not. What? He's not what? As elusive as Dak Prescott. Stop it. I just said he's not as elusive. He's oh, not. You said he was. No, 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 no. And, like, so you could tell they, had like, had to condense the playbook down and had the receivers run shorter routes and they were allowed to run when they could. But they obviously couldn't have a run, like, a run game because they had absolutely no one in there that was knowing what they were doing. Was that Martin being in there, I think you'll see the run game open up a little bit better. I think Zeke is going to realize that he actually needs to just stop talking about being a team Take the sleeves off, Zeke. He did. He did last game, and he didn't fumble. So, But he also had no help with the offensive line. So, I mean... Uh, Eric Dickerson talked about it on uh, Skip and Shannon show. They were talking. He was talking about how everyone's criticizing Zeke for not producing. You can't produce. Running backs can't produce. You can't move if your offensive line is not blocking. So I think Martin. True. I think he'll establish that. And I, I don't know. I think, I think the game every tool in the toolbox to beat the Eagles. But I mean, I can very well uh, seeing the Eagles start getting ahead early and uh, us doing the same thing we've done all this year. So it was both ways. It's one of those things where I watch Dallas. I can't automatically go in there knowing that they're going to play a certain way because they never end up playing the way you think they will. Even though they're, they're, they should play a certain way, they won't do it. And obviously you can tell that Mike McCarthy hasn't got a chance to really put himself into play calling because Kellen Moore is still uh, holding the reins because Jerry Jacobs made that decision. Um, I don't know. I, I want to see something different this week. I, I want to see something. I want to see them the start playing a little bit better. I want to see players on the sideline be amped up. They just seem like they didn't care last week. And that kind of football, like, that's not fun to watch. 
even as a Vicks fan, that's not fun for me. No, I just want to see them act like they care this week. That's all I'm asking. So this is that's why this is a big game, but it's not necessarily a must win. All right, Delby. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's gonna. I really do think it's gonna be a good game. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I really don't. I think both teams are approaching it as a big game, and I think they should approach it as a big game because, I mean, to be honest, we're the only two teams that are probably gonna the playoffs and the NFCs. But I don't know. I could be wrong. There's the Washington Redskins are tied with the Cowboys, but. Yeah, I think it just it's going to take um, our offense not being inconsistent like it has been the whole season. Hopefully, you're throwing in Jalen for just a little bit. Uh, I would love to see that, especially this week. You're getting Rager back. I think that's going to be a good deep threat since we just lost Deshaun. Um, Man, let him run some Wildcat. Like, I know. I don't. I don't know, dude. But and I think um, we're getting some. We're moving the offense around a little bit this week. Finally, we got some people coming back and then. Defense just keep playing the way we plan. Jim Schwartz has done an amazing job the last couple of weeks of defense um, compared to the first and second weeks. But, yeah, the thing comes down to it is just who's going to want it more and more energy. I think I, I honestly think my ends are going to win, of course. But, yeah. Um, okay. Here's the question. As bad as Dallas secondary is, it's not like they're going against all pros here. So if this is a game for Dallas's secondary to actually play competent football, this is the game because they're going against exactly. Travis Fulgham. Who and no and, then, and and there's no disrespect to Fulgham. He's been balling, but this isn't like facing Washington, who has a superstar in the making in Terry McLaurin or. Technically, even the Giants and Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. There's, it also there's also a big thing. Just taking a look at the injury report right in front of me. Andy Dalton hasn't been ruled out. He's yes. still in concussion protocol. So let's get that straight. The Eagles have. He showed up to, he showed up to meetings. He hasn't practiced yet. He's yeah, still in protocol. No, I don't. I don't think he's going to play. But if you look at this right here. The biggest name on this injury report for Philadelphia is Miles Sanders. Because if Miles yes. Sanders doesn't play, that changes he didn't practice the today. entire way Philly plays football. I agree. Um, I think here's the real question. Is we continue to talk about this every single week. If Carson Wentz comes out and struggles, you have a second-round guy behind him. Like... You got to do more. To me, this is the same issue I have with Virginia Tech and Quincy Patterson. Defense knows when Philly brings in Jalen Hurts, it's going to be a wildcat run. Everybody knows it. It's exactly the same way in Blacksburg when Virginia Tech runs with Quincy Patterson. There's only one more thing in Blacksburg that annoys me than Quincy Patterson runs. It's the freaking jet sweeps. Yes. Um... But back to Philly and Dallas, I think Dallas isn't at a disadvantage at in this game in the secondary because they're not facing any crazy good receivers. If Miles Sanders is out, that even helps them more, especially with Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith playing like they have been. 
It's really just going to come down to can Dallas get pressure on Carson Wentz. That's the key to the game for me. Is can da- Dallas force Carson Wentz into turning the football over? You see Randy Gregory, Adam Smith, and Marcus Lawrence have an absolute heyday and make sure that Jalen Hurts comes into that game because we're going to make Carson Wentz look so bad. Oh, really? Because here's my thing with Carson Wentz, and this is why y'all will never, ever, ever, ever realize from your mistakes. I, I mean, because look at look in the NFL. Look at Tua. Tua's starting to play for the Dolphins. They've already hit Fitzpatrick. Joey B, good old Joey B, he's playing well. Old Air Bear, Tyrod, the doctors are old. The doctors are like, oh crap, oh crap, we have a future Hall of Famer. Let's okay, let's not go that Ty- far with let's her. Go ahead, let's go ahead and puncture Tyrod's lungs on purpose so we can bench him and you know put him in a crappy situation that everyone has put Tyrod in any organization he's at, which is you know awful for Tyrod. What are you talking the thing about the bit, what you got to learn is, is y'all will never put in Jalen Hurts because Carson Wentz will continue to give y'all hope, have one of these games where he beats a mediocre team in the fourth quarter, but then he has a complete, absolute crap show of a game the next time. And y'all are like, oh, my gosh, he's awful. And then he has a good game. Like, oh, my gosh, he's back. MVP Wentz is back. Hey, so he, Hurts, Hurts will never be put in because of that. Hurts will never be put in because of that. Do the Cowboys be any good teams ever? Do they beat any beat? I mean, I mean, we haven't really played any. I mean, we played with the Seahawks. They're a pretty good team this year. I'm more based in the I'm talking about because I don't care about the past. I don't care about the past. I care about this year's team. This this is pretty damn bad. This isn't a history lesson. This is a podcast talking about sports that are happening in today's world. I understand. A couple that. years back when y'all. I'm just saying, you're saying Carson Wentz plays a mediocre game. Okay. I'm just saying, your organization will never learn. That's why Jalen Hurts will never be put in. Because they have too much hope and Carson Wentz. But what was you, what was the Cowboys' record when Dak, before Dak got hurt? I, dude, I don't care about all that. You, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can go into that story about why we're losing those games. It's I mean, the same thing. Well, Dak was putting up a record number that was going to break but the pass. But he's winning games. He's not winning games. It's not his fault. I mean, is it? Is it not? Really? It, it wasn't his fault. No, but I think he proved most of the Quarterback's the most important position. It's his fault. No, nah, defense wins championships, though. You also know about that nice quote. I do, but still. Like I said, when we're going up 21 nothing, and we're losing 21 nothing, and Dak's going to come back, that's not necessarily. Okay, it's, but it's your offense and clicking your defense with the torch, and that's exactly what's happened. Uh, but the problem is, it's not necessarily an issue of the, our offense hasn't been clicking this year. I mean, it's just, you looked at it. The reason why these teams are scoring for the most part is because these star players that are playing crap time aren't playing well. Like Ezekiel Elliott fumbling and getting up 55 points this season. I mean, every single time he fumbles, he puts us puts us in crappy situations where the defense, of course, is going to give it up a touchdown. Uh, Dag on field goal, at least. We actually showed some sign of life this past game against the Redskins. We had a fourth, we had a fourth and goal stand. That's about the most promising thing I've seen all year. But you know, it's all good. I'm ready. I think I think I think the Cowboys okay, are going to show Okay, to point up. about y'all not playing anybody or winning against games. You did lose to Seattle in a very close game. You honestly, if it wasn't for the Falcons' incompetence, you would only have one win. But uh, if the if the if the uh, referees for against the Rams with the Rams I know, are a good I know, team, I know, I know. 
They would have been incompetent. We would have had a dub there too. That's it. We couldn't put that on there. I we're know. not going to talk about the, the has and the, the what is. I know. I, I'm personally. I'm just referencing Atlanta, just to reference the Falcons can never hold a lead against anybody. Um, but looking at the rest of y'all's schedule after today, you go you go back to Dallas and host the Steelers next week. Then you're off. Then Minnesota, Washington, which are both winnable games. At Baltimore, at Joe we Burrow, Baltimore. we we played the same teams. We played the same teams this year. San Francisco. I haven't, said y'all haven't played anybody. You're the one that said that. I'm saying all the teams you've mentioned, we played. So. San Francisco, week 15, week 16 is round two of this in Dallas, and week 17 you're at the Giants. I'll be honest with you, bro. I see two wins at most. Plus, plus, I know Jerry Jones. He the more if y'all lose this game, the more he's gonna look to oh we can get a good draft pick because he's gonna because Jerry Jones gets in his own head because all y'all's off season acquisitions are not on the team anymore. Yep, because Don Terry Poe couldn't stay. Don Terry Poe was overweight and didn't care. But I told you Don Terry Poe was a bad signing. Yeah, he was hot garbage. I know how bad Daryl Worley is. He used to play for us. He's awful. Everson Griffin didn't do anything for y'all because he wasn't buying into the system. And props to y'all for at least getting something. But I just... I kind of figured this before this year, but this is only proving to me how... The Dallas Cowboys run as far as Dak Prescott can take them. In terms of... You again, cut off. I, I said... I knew this before this year, but I, I really am confirming it now. Dallas Cowboys will only go as far as Dak Prescott can take them. Only if he stays, though. He ain't going and anywhere. I don't know why he would. He ain't going anywhere. I guarantee you he ain't going anywhere. That man's going to – dude, his draft – I mean, his uh, his contract stock has gone up so much, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if he signed a $650 million contract okay. with Jerry. I Jerry know. Jerry's hands don't get cramps writing checks in old Dallas. My God, how many times I've had to hear you say that? Yeah. And why, why ain't he done it? Yeah, I don't know. Why is he signing on Thomas? I don't know. I don't know. You know? Maybe something big is going to happen tonight. Yeah, but, you know, I'm going hey, to hey, hey, oh, be blatantly honest with you. Everyone keeps talking about Dak's going to sign the franchise tag. Dak's going to sign the franchise tag that's going to pay him $38.5 million for next season. After this, he's going to get his long-term extension this offseason. I'm calling it right now. He's going to get a $650 million deal. He's going to get his he's extension this offseason. Calling it right now. And everyone's going to... Dissect and crap all over it. But let me be clear. The Dallas Cowboys are at least capable of getting into the playoffs without Dak Prescott. Without Dak Prescott, no chance. Alright guys, sorry about that. We had a lot of technical difficulties. Because that's all we can have around here. I was saying about how the Eagles definitely have the hardest schedule going forward. Uh, Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona. Uh, But... That's for the future. All right, Buddha, what is your score prediction? Um, 
He's thinking, guys. 21-28. Dallas. Eagles 20. <laughs> sorry, Cowboys 28-21? Yep. Oh, boy. All right. Yep. it. The amount of thinking that is going on on this man's face. Twenty-seven, <laughs> ten, Philadelphia. Wow, I like it. Just so you know, Carl's is uh, thirty-three. I, I, to- if, if you don't mind me asking, who's going to score those touchdowns for the Eagles? The defense—that's the only way you're going to win that game. Okay. Do you want me to answer your question or like? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you legitimately know the names of the receivers on the roster that points can throw to. Okay. Okay. I think. Um, I think Fulgham will get a touchdown. This is no order, okay? I'm just saying. These are who I think is going to score. Fulgham a touchdown. I don't really, I can't really comment on the running backs as if it was Miles Sanders versus Boston Scott. That'd be a different story. So I'm not going to comment on that until I 100% know who's playing. Um, I think uh, Rodgers will score a touchdown. And Aaron Rodgers for the Packers? Oh, he's going to score a ton. No. I think Boss, I think one of the running backs will score one, so that's three. And then I think I think Greg Ward or someone I don't know will surprise me and catch one. So. Hmm. And then we got a couple field goals in there, so I mean, that's – I only need, only want three of those. So the one that surprises me, I don't, I don't count because we're having three field goals. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's about the same thing as it's going to be if Ben Nucci's throwing the football. What did you say? I said... Danucci's two for three already. You can't judge and say that his throwing ability is not good. No, stop it. You're going to tell me Ben is not a good passer after one game of him alone. He threw three passes. Well above 60%. Three passes. He's still unknown. He's made four plays in his career. Four. A run for zero yards and three passes. What is... Jeez. What is Carl's prediction? Carl's prediction... Uh, sorry, my Wi-Fi is going in and out now. Is 33-10 to 10 Philadelphia, I believe. My man, I got to text him. <laughs> I got to text All him. All right. Well, you can predict all you want to. Okay, 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 okay. So, who do y'all have tonight? You got your Panthers winning. Panthers. Scores. Sure. I, I want scores. I want tw- 28-14. I like it. Um, dang, this is tough. It shouldn't be close. It really shouldn't. I say 22-10 Panthers. It's supposed to be rainy, so I think it's going to be a little yeah. wet conditions. Um, so gone through trying to see if we got any more just looking at the schedules uh oh uh tough matchup between the 49ers and seahawks who y'all got you who of course y'all got seahawks y'all got seattle yeah definitely the bird yeah. baby uh the saints are, will probably take care of the bears bears are overrated um sorry dad <laughs> um yeah, I've got uh, Carolina 30 to 17. 
It's gonna be a good night for football, bro. I hope, man. Um, but yeah, um, I just I think, man, he gone. So this was probably our shortest podcast ever. About- Tuesday will be my the next after next week, so the next one will be much better and longer. Um, this was supposed to be 21, but it was 20. Uh, we went through Philly Dallas. We went through last week's, um, we've talked about the MVP conversation between if your name is Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. (laughs) Buddha just texted me, texted us. Um, but yeah, uh, I do think the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys pretty handedly, if I'm being brutally honest. I do too. Um, I just don't think. Um, I I personally just don't think the Cowboys are equipped to beat the Eagles. Personally, I just don't think I they're equipped. I mean, they got too many injuries. Their quarterback situation is a big mess. Their secondary is god awful, and with everything else. Um, before we go off the air. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers for winning the World Series over the Tampa Bay Rays, four games to two. Kevin Cash is the biggest moron on this side of the planet. But uh, but then again, hopefully the Yankees will come back next year and actually act like they know how to play professional baseball. I hope. I hope. Um, Virginia uh, College football, the Pac-12 comes back next weekend. Um, top three teams, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, or Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, that four spot, who knows? Uh, hopefully Virginia Tech can rebound against Louisville, but this is Virginia Tech we're talking about. So, um, Oregon returns to play Stanford. Not really any crazy games on the schedule this week in terms of ranked matchups. Uh, got Clemson-Notre Dame in a few weeks, which is going to be an ass-whooping. It should be a good week in the NFL. Hopefully we can get it started off in a good mood tonight. Sending Atlanta to one and seven, and putting us at four and four because we got to keep pace with the damn Saints because we lost to them. You'll be alright, dirty bastards. Um, but yeah, that's probably gonna do it for episode twenty and our shortest episode of our entire podcast. But we'll get back next week. Hopefully, have everybody here, and we shall get back to it. This was the Boys Podcast. That was Delby. This that was Buddha. This is Big E. We will see y'all next week. The Boys out. Yes, sir.